ten, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Full time. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. I'm super excited. I'm super, super excited. If you, if you can't, you probably can tell. I have my brother on today's show, Demetrius Early. Most of you guys may know him by Meech, the leader and founder of the Fathership Project. What's up, Meech? What's up, my brother? I'm good. <laughs> you like that intro, man? Of course, of course. I, I, I enjoy any kind of celebration of you. <laughs> well, we, or, or forgive me, but yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. I do. No, no, listen, man, I'm, I'm excited to have you on today's show. I, I most definitely want to get into all of the wonderful things that you have going on in your life, um, especially with the Fathership Project. We're going to get to that in a second. But man, how how's your day going, my brother? First off, man, what's 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 new, man? What's happening in your life? Everything, everything is happening. No, um, God is good, man. Like I said, um, for the last, I guess I want to say, for the last two years, health has become like you know top priority after my close little brush with death or just being sickly, you know, with like the you know the kidney injury and diabetes and high blood pressure and then turning the diabetes around getting the high blood pressure and kind of, you know in control um you know i'm just finishing up you know i was uh, going to i was going to a school with a nutritionist so i take a class with a nutritionist um and now i'm getting a personal trainer um, and trying to manage that with home life work life um, as well as the entrepreneurial side of, of my life and um today honestly has been a great day because I was able to check every box. Like the last box I had to check was the interview. That's what's up. So okay. today I hit a hundred, and I'm, I'm, I'm in, and I feel great about that because every day I hit a hundred. Just to be honest. Man, tell me about it. I already know, man. Especially you know being a a husband, a father, um, yeah. running a brand, working, all the things that we have to do as men. And listen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take anything away from our amazing wives because trust me, I know I know your wife has a lot on her plate, my wife has a lot on her plate. But listen, man, shout out to all the men out there who are taking care of business and and, and doing what they're supposed to do as 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 men of God, as as men in the home and everything. And and listen, man, I got to say this, man, one of the reasons why I, I I had to have you on my show, and one of the reasons for the listeners I had to have meet you on the show is because everybody in this day, it seems like the majority of people in this day and age, they just post for likes and clout, right? Even even when the brand is a good brand, like like for example, your brand is the Fathership Project, which which is approaching fatherhood from a biblical perspective and that's great but even in in these type of circumstances what i found meach is people just do stuff for the gram they do stuff for the clout but one thing that i appreciate about you because we have conversations outside of 
a, a podcast I, I see how vested you are in being the best husband you can be I see how vested you are in being the best father possible for your sons and and I see how how serious you are in in working yeah. through the the details of 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 that you know what I'm saying and and it speaks volumes to me um and 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 so shout out to you man I appreciate our friendship man and I'm excited to have you oh, on yeah. the show today oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. I'm, I'm, I'm geek. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so listen, man. I want you to tell tell the listeners because I know some of y'all probably are already wondering. Fathership Project. What what is that uh-huh. about? How did that? What is the Fathership Project, and how did it come about? That's funny. Um, this is actually I'm I'm like true story. I'm actually forming. Um, I have a partnership with the Weekend Dad. Um, that's in the UK, which I'm super excited about. And he wants me to share a brand story. And I told him, so, you know, just, you know, long story short, I was explaining to him about the brand. And I was like, you know, it's funny. I've never vocalized the why behind why the whole fathership project started. Like I've talked about God telling me to do it and how long it took me to actually listen to God. But I never talked about why, like, why does this, you know, why is this so important and to this degree? So, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, the fathership project, um, is me focusing on one of the most impactful relationships I've ever had in my life, as well as looking at one of the most impactful relationships that 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 plagues this world. You know, fatherlessness covers from poverty, depression, uh, incarceration, uh, being mm. uneducated, uh, <laughs> suicide. Like it, it, it touches. Some of the things that before, you know, we had to wear masks, it, you know, the pandemics of the world that we just we just accepted, you know, we just accepted that kids didn't have fathers in their lives. Right. We just accepted that, you know, that you could go in a place and guys were just angry. You know what I'm saying? People would mug like you just you just accepted these things, not understanding that they, that babies aren't born like that. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like things have to happen to call co- to cause these uh, these things. So this became my passion. Now, funny thing is, and this is the first time I've ever said this out loud, but the funny thing is, is that the Fathership Project now is is me helping guide men to find healing through the understanding the father son relationship and that and that impact and 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 and, just, and and uncovering the unhealthy relationships and thought processes that was caused by it. animosity, anger, and feeling left and abandoned by your father. Man, but. As, as as amazing as it sounds, true true story. The Fellowship Project was started from a selfish place, <laughs> like it was right. about me first, mm. um, and not me in a totally selfish place, but me in the aspect of I am a I am a bonus father to my oldest son, which feels so weird to say because I've been in his life since he was seven days old. Wow, um, fell in love, fell in love with him before I fell in love with his mother, <laughs> and I fell and I literally fell in love with them differently for different reasons. That's why I was just, but with him, his father isn't in his life. So me growing up, my dad and stepdad never have had a relationship ever. I've never seen them in the same room, shake each other's hand, smile, laugh, like, and that's a whole another dynamic. Like I've never seen that. Like that's not real to me. But wow. then on the flip side, <laughs> I've watched my grandfather and grandmother who have never been married 
have be be best friends, right? So in my mind, I've seen a relationship and a connection without marriage and how it still can give the kids some kind of stability with my dad and my auntie, you know what I'm saying? Like I've watched it, how their parents still had this certain relationship and that's what I desire for my son. So, you know, in pop culture, you know, the baby mama, baby daddy, there's drama. They have somebody fighting, they don't talk. You don't, you don't consider that a nuclear family or the new nuclear, a blended family to actually be, could be you, God can use it as a nuclear family. It's not what God designed or his desire, but it could become that right. if, you know, humility had its place in understanding and uh, maturity. So first things first, I started just putting out the message because I wasn't hoping that his my son's father would understand that, you know, there's neutral ground here, that you're wanted, that you're needed, and that you won't meet any kind of hostility from, the, from me. You know, so it started as me really just trying to put out image, you know, messaging to hopefully get to his father to reconnect him with his son. Mm. Um, and yeah, go ahead. That, so, it, it, so no, no, no. That, I, that I want you good. to, I want you to continue. So, and I, I know some people are probably listening like, man, this is okay. This is pretty juicy. And, and already with what you've shared, <laughs> I know so many people can relate to to yeah. even just the short. I want you to hold that thought, but I want you to answer this real quick because I know some people are probably wondering, like, what is the fathership project? Like, is it a podcast? Is it a website? Or is it what is actually the fathership project started off? It's a podcast, but it's actually a, co- a coaching platform because my nice. desire is to reconnect. My, my 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 desire is to connect with fathers or sons because everybody's not a father but everybody's a son and everybody had mm. a father and one one way shape or form you uh, the fathership relationship the father son relationship has affected you in your life so the podcast is for me to start the conversation in hopes that you'll come check out the website and then you'll click on this i got this you know book a coach option where we have a conversation where i just talk to you for 30 minutes and kind of feel you out to see if there are if there are issues if there are you know vacancies in your emotional uh intelligence and just how you feel about just when you look at man-to-man relationship like and then we go through actually trying to get that healing a lot of us are functionally dysfunctional wow functionally dysfunctional so when i hear that when i hear you say that the, the first thing i think of is People think this, they operate in dysfunction as if it's normal. Absolutely. Because it's, be- yeah, because it's becoming normal. Absolutely. Wow. So what are some of the negative effects of um, that, you, that you've seen in society from stemming from fatherlessness? Like, and I know you mentioned things like uh, suicide and, and, and financial struggles and, and different things. But, but what, what are some... Because you, man, you said something so powerful. You said not everybody's a father, but everybody's a son. You know, every man is a son. And so what do you think are some negative effects of of being fatherless? Um, Because that you have seen in in men who didn't have their fathers, but now they have sons and they're trying to navigate. Right. I get it. And And let me say this. Um. As I talk about this stuff, 
the first person I recognized a lot of these issues in was me. Mm. You know, and that's the one thing that's tough about coaching. That's why I call myself a dad coach and not the dad coach because the dad coach is God. The blueprint of fatherhood is in the Bible. So I am a coach that is a guide to the coach. Mm, um, I like I don't that. I want that to be confused. Ever want that to be confused because, uh, so I noticed all these things in me. But the one thing, and this is going to sound because of just how the, 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 positioning of the world this is probably gonna sound chauvinistic but the, one of the main things i noticed is that men look for women to give them identity um that's one of the the hugest things that i've i see consistently in us in these days of you know of men who grew up in some some way shape or form of fatherlessness because there are many different forms it's not just him not being home it's him being home and him being present him you know leaving the family at a certain time him being uh him dealing with so many other issues that that abuse comes to you because of what he's dealing with is but um yeah looking for women or allowing women to define what makes you a man that comes from over sexualizing everything right that comes from perversion in many of those different areas and the lack of identity right um, fatherless yeah so and, I, and that's one of the main i've seen i've watched how many men just don't know who they are but then when you go back to the word you know one of the one of the one things that when jesus christ first got baptized christ i mean god came and like he validated his son he said who this was Right. And I think that was a I think that was a huge moment. And then I see that in fathers. You know, your dad teaches you how to fight or how to talk to girls and he your dad validates you as a man. Right. But if you grow up in a house when he's not there, then your mother has to do it. And and if the father leaves the home um negatively, right? Mm-hmm. Or it just in general, there's a hurt that becomes into the mother that the mother tries to raise you to be the anti-dad. So she, as the best that a woman can do, they raise you in reaction to the lack of a father being there, which mm. still, like I said, it's functionally dysfunctional. Mm. You know, this is why we, we see mothers call their kids their king or we watch them Ooh. treat them and dress them and build them up as their little boyfriends and their little men and that puts a kid growing up in a very very weird um dynamic position yeah Man, crazy dynamic. yikes and i know you're not saying that's the case with every woman who not at all but but i most definitely have seen that many yeah. a times and so how does yeah. that affect how does that affect the male who's in that situation, uh, you know, because that, that young man isn't going to be a boy forever. He's exactly. not going to be a teenager so forever. Creates, so what that creates is a young man that looks at the relationship between him and a man differently. I can, you know, like I said, example for myself, when I grew up, because me and my dad had an estranged relationship, because my parents had me young and they made every mistake. I had great parents. They loved me. That was never an issue. But them not being in the same home, them not having any kind of balance and connection with one another like they both loved me but they didn't love each other and that affected me like that that divide was enough to create some kind of wedge and it made me become my mother's protector right right which made me look at my father as the enemy mm. i had to protect my mother from my father that's a pressure that no child should ever have to bear with his father my he should goodness. never, because that perspective doesn't just stop at his father. So this young man who looks at his father as the opposition, or he did that to my mama, I never do that to him. He becomes his anti-father. Then that's how he looks at men. 
as wow. he gets older, his his relationship and desire becomes closer to him being fulfilled in one way, shape, or form by other women being validated by his mom and other women as he starts dating and you know this, that, and the fourth. But then it also creates a dysfunction in the relationships he does have with men. Like their whole, you know, the stuff that they do with each other, their bonds, how they, how they validate and and pour into each other, is is dysfunctional because at the end of the day, at his core, man is the enemy. Mm. Because the way you look at your father is going to affect the way you look at men, in general. Wow, um, and that's and that goes for men and women. Yeah. Absolutely, it creates a, it creates a, it creates a culture of adversity. Versus people that you're supposed to be building with, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you wonder, like why do, why are they killing each other? Why are they so angry with each other? Like is, but if they look at men as the opposition, then you're automatically going to look at a man as the enemy and a target, versus somebody that you should endear and show love to. Because the first man that you were ever supposed to love and build that relationship with, you hate, you're angry with. You wow. I'm going to tell you why what you're doing is so important too, Meech. And and I may have shared this testimony with you before about my father. Um, I know I've shared it on the show before, but I think it's fit, very fitting for this show. My dad grew up in extreme poverty. Um, and there was a cycle that that would have been repeated in his children if it wasn't for um, godly examples of fathers. Um, at the time, my, my dad, I'll, I'll just go back. My dad, my grandfather, uh, my dad watched my grandfather literally beat my grandmother with his fist when he was, when he was a child, you know, he grew up seeing his father abusive to my grandmother. And even in my grandmother's later years, you know, she, she struggled with, alcohol abuse and things of that nature um and i believe a lot of it was as a result of the trauma that she and she experienced with my with my grandfather and um so my dad and my uncle orlando man they grew up once they got older <laughs> they had a lot of anger and and they they went after him looking to to kill him you know but they couldn't find him yeah, they were trying to kill him, man, um, because, I mean, what he had did to her was really bad. Um, and then my Aunt Paulette invited my dad to her church. And and my dad had an encounter with the Lord. The Lord saved him. And our, the church that we're a part of now is the church that my aunt invited him to international gospel center and he got to see godly husbands godly fathers uh and at the time my pastor's father who was alive at the time who was the head pastor at the time apostle charles o'miles became like a father to my dad and he loved on my dad. He showed my dad what a real man was. And he showed my dad the love of Christ. And I remember my dad. Now, here's the dope part about it, Meech. I remember my dad loading all of us up in the van, all me and my siblings up in the van and said, hey, we're going to see your grandfather. And... 
he took us to the um the uh not the nursing home but it was a retirement home like for older people he took us to see him and i don't even think he told him he was coming he took us to see him and my my grandfather man he was like a ladies man so we um pulled up on him he just happened to be out he was like i think that's him and i and i was a little kid and i still remember this man this is crazy I still remember this. We pulled up on him. He was hollering at a hollering at a lady, like spitting game. <laughs> and at the home. At the home. <laughs> just just do you know what I'm saying? Doing him. Right. Yep. And my dad yells out, "Hey, old man! Hey, Ed Parker!" Called him by his name. Now my dad is named after his father. Hey, Ed Parker. He looked, he squinting his eyes, and he saw it was my dad. He walked up to the van, and when he saw that my dad had all his grandkids in the van, I still remember the look on his face. Like, he was so surprised, like, and number one, my dad got out of the van and bear hugged him. <laughs> like, this is the guy who beat beat his mother, you know what I'm saying? But he had experienced healing through the gospel. He had experienced healing through discipleship and men um, loving on him, godly men loving on him and, and God healing wounds from the past. He bear hugged, bear hugged my grandfather, slid open the uh, sliding door on the arrow. If you if you knew an Aerostar Vans, they got the sliding doors and and stuff mm -hmm. and he saw all his grandkids and if his facial expression could speak what I interpret his facial expression as saying why would he bring my grandkids to see me mm -hmm. almost like I'm not worthy like you know what I'm saying but yeah. even at, that has stuck with me I probably was only eight years old I don't know how old I was I was young but I still remember, I'm 36 years old, and I still remember that. Yeah, that was a huge moment. That was, that was, that was huge. Super huge. <laughs> and that's why what I, this is why I believe what you're doing is so important, man. Um, because it's a testament of God's grace in that even though you go through situations where, in a sense, you're the victim, um, and you experience things that's not fair, like that you you have no bit, like you have no business seeing or experiencing things happen to you not not because you asked for them to happen to you, but because of the family you were born in. Um, but despite all of that, God's grace, you know what I'm saying? And so, absolutely. That's but see that that part right there. That's why I say um, it's hard for me to even talk about the father son relationship and not focus on or not highlight the relationship we all are as sons to the father to god because even even that whole story that your father was able to enter a place where he was reconnected with the father mm -hmm. gets a father you know then gets a you know surrogate or a joseph or a bone you know he get he gets a, a father to come into place and to build him and all that cause is healing because then he goes back and, for, and that forgiveness, I actually just posted this the other day, unforgiveness can make you a bad father. 
Mm. So, <laughs> so once you're expound on that, is, it's great. Okay, unforgiveness. See, the one thing that helped me get over the resentment of my dad is I had to understand the man. Because no matter you know, you know, we think our dads are superheroes. They're, they're mythical beings, right? They gave birth to you. They're your father. They're Zeus or whatever, right? <laughs> but no, they're they're just that's the human. comic book they're side just, of you coming out. <laughs> of course, of course, they're just regular people. Your dad is just a dude who, you know, not to be graphic, but him and your mom got together and you came out of it. It wasn't a, a miraculous event at, at all. It was the miracle of God just allowing something as simple as just a man and woman coming together. So we're not Superman? This, this human. No. We're just people. <laughs> full of flaws. Listen, we're just people. Full of flaws. Full of, you know, full of mistakes and, you know, and all of that. And we forget that our parents are that are just as just as flawed. Mm. So understanding that my dad went through things where right, how he was raised and my dad has so much resentment and anger and frustration with just my mother because my dad is a great man and no good man wants to have a child with a woman that he's not married to. No good man wants to raise his dad, raise his son on the weekends. No, no, no man visions envisions that when they say when I have my first son I'm gonna do that and wow. when a man experiences that there's an anger because just like a woman experiences that when a woman women don't I mean most women don't say I just want to be a single mother like no one wants to do that so when that happens right. there's a resentment but, but there's look, a resentment. look we've made it we've even normalized being yeah. single parents or being yeah we've normalized co-parenting like okay long as we're cordial we don't have to live under the same roof you can have them for the week like we normalize that and that's not we've normal made, we've almost made that a goal we've, we've legit almost made that a goal like there are people that i you know that i talk to or i come in you know come in contact with that are like you know i'm, I'm i want to have a child and they're not even considering being married so i'm like so you know you can get divorced but you think marriage is a heavier commitment than creating a human yikes <laughs> it, it's weird. It's, it's, it's nuts because we, like I said, because God is so gracious and he just gives it like the miracle of childbirth. He just gives that to us. Like you can be 15 years old. You can be like, you, like there is no qualifications. Right. For like, it's just a miracle that is just given to many people, not all, but many. So we don't understand what it requires. We don't understand it. So because we don't understand it, we treat it the way we do. So like you said, it's just normal. Like, man, yeah, at least we cool. Or, you know, my baby daddy is, we, we cordial. Like, it's like, no, bro, y'all have a human being. And you're literally a world, you're creating a world for this person. It takes a very long time before they go out and, you know, learn the world and learn all these things on their own. But for, for a huge chunk of their life, you create that atmosphere. You create that environment. Right. And we don't look at it like that. <laughs> right. So... It does so. So if I can't forgive you, that that's going to you know unforgiveness is like a cancer because it'll start affecting how, your whole perspective in life. Like I said, young men, you see them angry with other men because of how it, I mean, most of the time, not all, it has something to do with how they view their father. Wow! And when a young man doesn't forgive his dad, he wants to become his anti dad, and he become and if he becomes a father. He becomes such an anti dad of himself that those hurts and those pains will affect the child, right? Or make you not even value being in the child's life. My dad wasn't there for me. I'm all gay. Like, like this, this, this stuff that people really believe, right? And act out. 
See, yeah. see, that's and and that's that's so powerful. But I, I'm also still thinking about what you said about the whole relationship aspect and how being like we've made we've set almost lowered the goalposts. Like marriage is Absolutely. isn't even a goal anymore. It's more like nah. long. We just want to be able to get along with our baby mama or baby daddy. And mm-hmm. when I think about the dynamics and how broken that view is, see, from a biblical perspective, my goal isn't just to show my kids how much I love them. But nope. from a biblical perspective, my goal is also to show my sons how much I love their mother. Yes. And and because when that matters, it matters, it matters because it it's going to affect and it affects how the child approaches relationships with the opposite sex when they begin to get older. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and I don't see why like it, that matters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sets the table for it sets the table for, like you said, many things. How, like, even what is a relationship supposed to look like? Like, if, if I don't learn it from my dad, wh- where do you think I learned it from? Right. TV. TV. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we that's why we need more godly examples too, man. Because I think that um, we've normalized dysfunction. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a uh, and this is why the slogan of this show meets where the culture meets scripture, because what what starts to happen is a lot of times we as Christians, this is why the Bible says, love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world for all that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. What happens is when we begin to look at these celebrities um, and people who have, quote unquote, have more success than us or have acquired more things than us, they become the standard for how we are to live our lives, even if it's not in line with the Bible. And so we even as Christians have to be careful how we begin to define success in every area of our life. And, And I think that your father... And I'm not, and this is, I mean, this is like National or Women's History Month, so I don't want to, you know, anybody listening to discredit that. But I, because women have a an amazing contribution to life. That's like, if women weren't important, God wouldn't have created Adam and Eve. You know what I'm saying? We could have just rolled with Adam. Facts. Or we could have just rolled with Eve. That's the whole point, is that there he created two, two had a purpose, and, 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 it's, and, and that, that, that balance is necessary. So like you said, so the father... I believe has a very, very much so a lot to do with setting the playing field and the understanding on how we go out in the world and how we view success, how we view everything. You know, that's the one thing that my dad gave me. And he and this this was no big speech he gave. My dad is a man of very few words, big stoic, terrifying guy. He just, he just <laughs> you, you, you you be you can't read him. It's hard to read him. You know what I'm saying? My dad is such a <laughs> funny guy, but he showed me ethic. So before, mm. so before anything, a job wasn't a privilege. That was something that you, that was like, that was like breathing. <laughs> You're supposed to I work. Nev- You're a man. I, supposed to I, work. N- never, never <laughs> been in a world where my father did not work ever. <laughs> and not, and never, and never been in a world where he didn't work hard. Same. I'm talking about 
painstakingly hard. So no matter what I was going to do and be, working hard was embedded in it. It was like it was just there. And I'm talking, he never really sat with me and, and kept pressing into my head, Meek, you need to work. No, it, I saw it. You saw it. That was the yeah. world printed for me. So when you grow up in a generation and your father's not there and he's not working and you look to celebrities, what are these celebrities showing you? They showing they're not showing you how hard they they, they don't. That's what's so interesting about a celebrity. They show you the money and the clothes. They don't show you them rapping and being poor for twenty years and ten years and sleeping on couches. And they don't show you the grind that could actually help you and inspire you to grind. Right. They show you all of the money and the fame and the garbage that leads to depression and how you messed up and chasing something that'll never be fulfilled anyway. Because your dad never put was there to be like, man, that's you know. It's not real. Yeah, so I like like <laughs> no, I think that's a good point, man, because I I speaking for myself, I didn't have to look outside of my own house to find my find a hero. Cuz my exactly. dad was leading by example. Like even in the people that I valued, like I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, like growing up. Like I knew everything there was to know about Michael Jordan. You know, it, it was like the only thing that was left on my checklist was to actually meet him. But even <laughs> but even as much of a, a fan of Michael Jordan, I was I understood that based off of the example that my father set, I understood that, hey, though I admire what he's done on the court. It doesn't measure up to who my father is in real life because I don't know Michael Jordan. He can he he can have all of these accolades, but he could be a terrible father for all I know. Um he could be sleeping around with multiple women for all I know. I don't know him, but I know my father. And so seeing an example of a good father and how it actually affected me in real life, it gave me a reality on how I viewed things in pop culture. And it, and, it, and it allowed me to take a more sober approach to the pedestals that I put people on or, or, or whatever the case may be or the lack thereof, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think that that's needed. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Because we're in a I think in a fatherless society, um, one of the aspects is we follow people from a distance um what we see from a distance begins to dictate our life our real life and and we don't realize what people are showing us on social media or on the tv a lot of times isn't real or it's just surface and it's nothing that can really add to the depth that we really need in our lives and so, man, I I think this is I think this is so powerful, man. Um, I think that now, do you have a website for the Fathership Project? What is the website, man? Of course, um, the website is the house for everything. So it's called a dadcoach dot com. Now, yeah, what's some of the things that we can expect to see on the website? Now, now, of course, I've been on it and I saw how amazing it is, but I'm acting like I haven't seen it. So, sure. so what's what can they expect to see? Um, the first thing you're going to see is the first is one of the foundations and what's most important to me 
one of the most important things to me, and that is it's a picture of my family. So you're gonna see me and my boys, um, just enjoying our each other's being present. And I and the first statement you're seeing is normalize healing through fathership. Mm. And then I share some facts. Um, I ask a couple questions because I want the podcast and the social media, everything is a message to start a conversation. These things cannot be handled on the surface. Um, it's too gritty. It's too hard. It, it, it's embedded in us from so many different points of views and so many ranges that I want to start the conversation so that we can have a real one one-on-one. Um, because there's also not many platforms where men can have these conversations. Um, Biblical platforms. (laughs) Biblical (laughs) platforms. Like, we don't have men empowerment. You know, like, there's not huge, there's not a huge charge to empower men. Um, And like you said, from a biblical aspect, because um, especially in these times with the man and what that even really means, being under so much attack, having these rooms and these spaces to... Allow God to define what a man is. Allow right. God to show us what a father is. It's more important than ever before, um, in my opinion. So, the website shares some stats. You know, shares some, you know, some myths about child support. Shares some myths about, you know, my dad went in my life and I'm okay. Um, I'm, you know, women saying I'm the mother and the father, um, and I share some facts, and then I offer to have a conversation. Like, you know, I legitimately um, offered to have this conversation as well as I have my ebook on there. And then there is some dad merch. Just to encourage oh. the dads out here. Like, you know, right now, um, for me, I am celebrating bonus dad. So I got a cool little bonus dad shirt that I am promoting and podcast as well to, you know, hear the conversations that I'm having and hopefully, you know, put you in a position to spark some at home or at the very least in your prayer life and within yourself so that God can offer that healing because even if your father isn't here that doesn't mean that that relationship can't be healed that you can't gain understanding right um, right saying, yeah yeah god saying he's the father to the fatherless that means something that means that there's a gap to that you know god, well just in general god is a gap closer you know mm, he's a gap, i like that filler. yeah so so um and look look yeah, that's it, man. sometimes for for y'all that's listening sometimes you have to admit that there's a problem before yes. you can be healed. It, it, yeah, because you gotta release it. You gotta yeah, release it. Sure. You gotta let go. You, you have to acknowledge the pain. You have to acknowledge the unforgiveness. Because here's the thing: you've acknowledged what was done to you, because <laughs> because that that's why you're angry. That's why you're. That's why bitterness and unforgiveness has set in, has has set in. But before, and I've learned that this is this goes to anything in life, not just dealing with fatherlessness. But I know for me, man, I can't I can't walk around with wounds and stuff because ultimately it's just hurting me. It's ultimately hurting me, and then eventually it's going to begin to hurt the people that matter the most to me. And so. I want to hear real quick. I want that part. That point that you said, yes. your perspective, like that you said that you can't, you can't or won't allow yourself to walk around with that heaviness, right? Yeah. That is a privilege. That's that's what I call, you know, I call it dad privilege. You mm. had a present father, not a perfect father, but you had a present father. And that perspective, the way your father lived, the fact that your father, that, that moment, him taking you to see his father, 
Yeah. That's pro- that's proof that I can't walk around with heaviness. That's the reason why he had to face that man that he had every good reason and politically right reason to hate, to shame, to cancel. But he like, I can't. Right. So no matter what he embedded in you, where you like, man, I can't. You know, I can't walk around and let what happened to me identify me. One, because my identify my identity is in the father. In the father. You know what I'm saying? So right. So, yeah. So, but that was given to you. That was a blessing and gift. Yeah. It was given to me. And I and, and the blessing was his seeds didn't have to repeat the cycle of what he Absolutely. went through. Because yeah. my dad Absolutely. could have easily became... His grandfather, my grandfather. Easy. Easily. It would happen way quicker than he thought. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. so so one of the things I I've asked myself, Meech, is like, how was my dad able to do it? And like how did he get to a place where he went from wanting to kill his father to now bear hugging bear hugging his father? And I could genuinely see the love and excitement on my dad's face. And it was not just an excitement of, I love my father, but it was an excitement that, hey, I'm able to actually love him for real. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not faking, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and one of the things that comes to mind, because I know a lot of people is, how do you get to that place? How do you get to a place of going from anger and bitterness to forgiveness and love. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is realizing how much God loves you. Man, man, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, there's another, go um, ahead. Mm-hmm. there's another thing, like you said, like how do you get there? Because it's not easy because we're so resilient. God has created these minds that is so elastic that you're able to live 34, like I said, 30, 40 years, 28 years, 25 years. And be functional, be mm. able to be a contributing, you know, person on this planet, um, a good employee, a, a good supervisor. Like there, there's there's ability because God's grace doesn't just disappear because people are terrible. Like it, it has nothing to do with it. But the first thing is understanding that you don't have to carry any of that. Wow. Like you, you just don't have to. Right. And and it's the reality. See, a lot of times we are not able to heal in real life because of our view of our relationship with God and how we view our relationship with God. And what I mean by that is when I say the love of God is key, what I mean by that is first having a realization that we don't deserve the love of God. Like a lot of times we live and approach God with the with the mindset that He owes us something, mm-hmm. or that He, he got He got to forgive us, forgive us. Yes, an right. entitlement right. approach to God, not realizing that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that oh. that we're all enemies of God, born in sin, yet because of His grace and His mercy that we did not deserve. He gave it to us. Yet while we were in sin, he died for us. Like literally you and I sin nailed Christ to the cross. Like, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) And so and so if Jesus can, Jesus doesn't just tell us to love our enemies, 
but he leads by example by loving us who was his enemies by dying for us who who was his enemies and and calling us friend which is really prophetic because we weren't born friends of God like I know it's popular to say oh we're all God's children we're all that's not the gospel the gospel isn't that we're all God's children the gospel is repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ lest ye perish in your lest you die in your sins like and so understanding the mercy of God that we don't deserve his love we don't deserve his grace yet he gives it freely and now love your enemies like that is something that needs to be the foundation of where we begin from our walk with God and our view of God and if that that foundation that foundational view isn't isn't that and it's off it begins to affect our journey and approach to experiencing un, uh, forgiveness and healing uh, in our relationships in our lives absolutely I totally agree I totally agree um, it also like I said that humility that you um because it's easy to not forgive somebody when you fully yourself or you you know you think that Ooh. you that you don't need forgiveness if you Yikes. don't think that you and that's one of the things bro like, when I, you I, full I, of yourself yeah why would you have to forgive somebody <laughs> like you don't even feel the need you don't feel the need you know even me you know struggling with when I do sin I be so mad sometimes I get back to myself like because I really want to be perfect and there's a part of me my flesh because I want to be perfect is because if I'm perfect I don't have to be humble. I don't got to forgive nobody if I'm perfect. I don't need, I necessarily don't really need God if I'm perfect, right? Because I'm perfect. Wow. So understanding that we weren't deserving, that every time we do something that we know we're not supposed to do, we're, we're nailing Christ to the cross. And he just loved us, like you said, prophetically called us his friend, caught, gave his life in hopes that we would choose him, that we would decide, that he made a final decision hoping that we would make one. Mm. Um, takes away this chip on our shoulder like well we this shouldn't have happened or you don't got like no everybody deserve it because you had to get it like you needed it you need it <laughs> like, right we need it right you need it i continually <laughs> need it yeah i it wasn't just a one-time event like we're saved by god's grace but every day we still need that grace we need god's mercy every day and and i think that's so important man I, I, I hope, you know, this this is what I, this is not the only time I want to have you on the show. Like, you got to come back. Like, for y'all that's listening, this is not the last time we're going to have meet you on. This is really just an introduction into the Fathership Project and, and who Michi is. But I most definitely am going to want to have you come back on. And, and, and you guys, I want y'all to go to the website. I want you to. Um, what's the website again? Adadcoach.com? Is yep, adadcoach.com. Um, or you can just follow me at adadcoach and click on the link, and I got everything that you need to find me and uh, get the conversation going. Or you could just search, you know, the Fathership Project um, or anywhere you stream a podcast. And yes, share, there. share it with somebody. Don't you just listen and keep all the goodness to yourself. Like share with your friends, share share with your family members. There's somebody, there's somebody who needs to hear this show. There's someone who needs to uh, 
hear about the fathership project like make sure you share guys make sure you 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 buy some merch um you you guys know how i get down support the real because there's a lot of people and again y'all know me i don't have people on my show that that i don't have a relationship with and know outside of their brand and for me that's important because People can talk a good talk and not actually be living the life. And I know Meech's heart. I know I know Meech's heart is really in this. Like we've had conversations about this stuff. Even before the fathership project actually even came about, we've had long in-depth discussions about his situation and 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 just different things. Uh, us things happen in our each other's lives. And, and I know that he's sincere. He really loves God. He loves his wife and he loves his children. And listen, this is bigger than the brand. It's a lifestyle for him. And, and that's what's yeah. important because a lot of times we can make the mistake of following people who have brands. But but it's not a lifestyle for them or or it's just a presentation or a, a really an illusion because it's not really what they believe in real life. Meech believes everything that he's saying. Keep him in prayer, like support him, like any way you can. And, and my brother, man, I thank you for coming on, man. We gonna have to do this again really soon. And um, my guy, listen, you guys, thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.